0: I think the first thing we have to ask ourselves is what charge is he facing? If we are saying he's charged with attempted murder, then we know that we are dealing with a person that's charged with the intentional discharging of a gun in a reckless fashion that he foresaw the possibility he could injure and kill a person, and despite that belief, he carried on. Now, if that's the test and we say, well, listen, his defense is that I made an error in believing I was shooting at the hippo when, in fact, I was shooting at a person. If that is true, Albert, then that would, of course, exclude intention. Because I, then, did not have the knowledge of wrongfulness that is required to be convicted of attempted murder. But you and I must remember, you know, I can raise any defense, but that defense must be tested in court. I mean, the fact that I I thought I was shooting at a hippo and I shot a person... I mean, it, on face value, it sounds quite ridiculous, and the defense sounds ridiculous, and that's why I said it will have to be tested. But if for a moment we say, listen, this is, in fact, what the court finds, that he, in fact, did shoot at a hippo, or he believed it was a hippo, and he shot a person in the process, well, that would exclude intention, and he would then be discharged on that charge. But then one would have to say, well, what alternative charge would he be facing? Now, when you are charged with attempted murder, you can, of course, be, there are competent verdicts in the Criminal Procedure Act that could result in you being convicted of another offence. One of them is pointing with a firearm. One of them is discharging a firearm in a built-up area. Another one could be that I negligently discharged a firearm to which a person was injured or an animal was injured. Um, so one would have to then test. if If there is an offence that requires negligence under those circumstances, as a as a form of uh, mens rea, uh, then, of course, you would have to say that uh, he could be convicted of the negligent discharging of the gun in circumstances. But Mm -hmm. in all honesty, I think the defence is a bit flimsy. And I think it will take a long day for him to convince the court, at the, you know, when he testifies, to say, well, listen, this is what I honestly believe. Yes. Now, the man is 77 years old, so he's fairly old. Can he still cite his age and poor vision as part of that defense, you think? Well, I think the difficulty is this. If I see movement, whether whatever movement that is, and now I say because of my poor eyesight, I'm recklessly discharging a volley of shot in that direction. Uh, one would have to say, well, if that is what you do and you then kill or injure a person, then I will be convicted of that. So the fact that I have poor eyesight would actually mean that I would have to be even more cautious than before, because now I'm not, unable to see what I'm what I'm shooting at. So you can't just recklessly discharge a gun in the direction of something that moved just because I saw something moving. It Mm -hmm. could be a child that was running past. So I would say, of course, the fact that I have maybe uh, reached a certain age in my life and I've got poor eyesight will be a factor that the court takes into consideration. But that in itself will definitely not exonerate me, Albert. In fact, if anything, it should cause me to be be more cautious. Let's just use another example. The fact that my eyesight is not what it's supposed to be and I'm now driving a car, does that mean I can now accelerate in every situation and just drive whilst I know my eyes are poor? No, in fact, if I drive a vehicle and my, and my eyesight is not what it's supposed to be, well, then either I shouldn't be driving at all or, in fact, I should be driving so cautiously that I don't cause a, um, a hazard to mm-hmm. other road users. And yes. the same would apply with a gun. There's a big onus on a person using a gun and deciding I'm now discharging my gun to, in fact, know that when it discharges that, it's done in a lawful manner. I can't just willy-nilly mm-hmm. shoot randomly and, uh, and now expect the courts to say, oh, because of your age, that was acceptable. The point was made earlier that if you have poor eyesight, you shouldn't actually have a firearm. Absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, just like in a vehicle, you know, if I put I shouldn't be driving. Uh-huh. You see, when when you're dealing with a firearm, and I always say this, you know, the fact that I have a 9 millimeter doesn't mean to say that I can now do whatever I want with it. In fact, there are very uh, strict guidelines under which circumstances I may use my firearm. Uh-huh. And only under those circumstances may I use it. And even when I use it, I have to be extremely cautious that I'm not um, putting another person in harm's way I'm not causing a hazard to anybody else, because if that is found in the circumstances that I did do it, well, then I should be declared unfit to possess a firearm. I shouldn't possess any firearms. And secondly, um, I could, of course, at the end of the day, go to jail. I remember many years ago when I was still a prosecutor, Albert, I had a matter where a person was sitting on his farm and he observed um, a car stopping near the edge of his farm and suddenly he saw a fire starting. And he decided these were people actually taking his farm life, And he then took his hunting rifle and he shot something like 10 shots at that vehicle. What actually transpired, it was a man delivering. He was a, a breeder of dogs. He stopped on the side of the road because he lost his way. Whilst he stopped on the side of the road, a transformer accidentally um, ignited a fire on the farm. And when this person discharged the shot, he shot him through the head right through the back of his car, and uh, the car was riddled with shots, with holes, I beg your pardon. And that person was convicted of attempted murder in the circumstances. So all I'm saying is, you know, the moment you decide to use a firearm, you must be absolutely sure that it's necessitated in those circumstances. You are not the judge, jury, and executioner. You should only do so in a way to protect your own life, and then even you must be very cautious of using your firearm, because if it's found that you exceeded the boundaries of self-defense or you exceeded the boundaries of of which a firearm may be useful, then the difficulty is you may be convicted, you may go to jail, Albert.